Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR. IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zaki. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. It's been a fun show so far, talking NASCAR. This hour, we're going to talk a little bit of NASCAR 2, but also some IndyCar and F1. And joining us is David Land from YouTube. Final inspection. Let's check in with the host of the best motorsports channel on YouTube. Now, David Land on the Final Inspection Show. year again it's the first uh, first show and uh joining us on the great midwest bank hotline it is david land oh my god you guys made me an intro oh that was my surprise big time yeah. big time <laughs> that's amazing do you ever come in studio we'll roll out the red carpet too <laughs> okay well i gotta start planning my trip to road america then i guess absolutely <laughs> oh yeah and if you do that yeah it, it, it's going to be just the just it'll be a little more than just road america let me tell you it'll be Uh-oh. the whole it'll be the whole not only the whole prime rib will be all the all jus and uh and everything the the mashed potatoes the bratwurst, beer, huh? the bratwurst the beer the whole nine yards yeah oh all right so uh so it's how does how does somebody like david land uh get ready for the new season well, I mean, it, it never really stops. Uh, I, this is the thing that I've kind of realized now, kind of being more involved in the motorsports scene. It almost seems like it ramps up when there's no cars on track. You know, you got silly season. You've got everybody making their deals behind the scenes. You know, there's been a lot for me to talk about. So it's kind of like I, I've never been unwound. I've been wound up this entire winter, and now there's finally uh, rubber hitting the road. So it's even more exciting now. Yeah, and it, it, it's – it's weird because, it, you know, we were saying, uh, you know, it, it's ARCA. For me, it, it's Daytona uh, with the ARCA with the ARCA race that's on later this afternoon. But that's not entirely true because, you know, we have the Chili Bowl, which has is, is gotten to be such a cool event with all the people involved and, and just the amount of drivers in one area from a lot of different, you know, walks of life when it comes to auto racing, but then you know, the, the, the Rolex 24 too, which, uh, a couple of weeks ago was, you know, it was such a big story. Once again, what makes that a special race is you have all these different drivers from different series racing in it. So, but it, you know, it, it, it is still tradition. Those are, I don't want to call them islands, 
but the, the, there's I, I love I love both of those events but for me when things really start kicking okay now we're going to go to you know the racing is going to be weekly now it's 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 this weekend for me well yeah that's always been the thing the hardcore fans have always been super super excited about the chili bowl and, and the Rolex and but once you start you start bringing all the kind of people who were kind of invested in other sports over the winter you start bringing them back when uh, speed week starts there's no doubt about that one yeah, certainly is, and uh, a lot of a lot of what, what's the big story for you uh, for Daytona coming up uh, next week, of course, but also this weekend with the Clash. Well, it's it's going to be nice because the, they just released the entry list, and obviously cars are I think practicing right now as we speak. Um, Forty two cars, so we're going to have some bumping. Uh, the one twenty fives are going to be uh, worthwhile to watch uh, this year, outside of just the general fact that they're usually a demolition derby. Um, we're going to send a couple of guys home. So there's going to be that aspect to it, which was missing last year with only 40 cars. Uh, that's going to be very exciting. The race itself, as we know, is a crapshoot. So who knows exactly what's going to happen and how many cars are going to get torn up and, and who's actually going to end up in victory lane. I'm sure you guys are going to ask me at some point, but I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a lot of stuff happening with, with IndyCar too. And uh, the one thing that was kind of surprised me uh, w- with your latest episode on YouTube was the the Paddle Award news. Can I get us up to speed with that, please? Yeah, unfortunately, this se- it seems to be something that's kind of developed over the last few weeks. Um, the Harding Steinbrenner team, I think we talked about the, uh, them, you know, on one of the last episodes that came on last year, where um, you had the, the Steinbrenner family, who was, of course, associated with the New York Yankees and the ownership over there, Um their uh, kind of heir, George the Fourth, uh, is a big IndyCar guy. He always has been, and he's friends with uh, Colton Herta, their childhood friends. And he kind of helped Colton get up through the road to Indy. And their goal always was to get to IndyCar. And so their their opening avenue to do that was to buy into the Harding Racing Team, which was under some financial uh, struggles last year. They had to uh, kind of get rid of their primary driver who was uh, Gabby Chavez and bring in some drivers who had some funding later in the year. Uh, and then when, when the Steinbrenners got involved, they were able to go out and not only hire Colton Herta, because that would, would have obviously been, been a part of the uh, Steinbrenner thing, but they also made a deal with Andretti Autosport uh, to get some technical support and also bring in the Indy Lights champion, uh, Pato Award. And of course, um, for people who are in the know, Pato Award is one of the fastest guys uh, period out there. I mean, he's he's unbelievable to watch. Uh, he went down to Mexico, his home country, obviously, and, and dominated something called the Race of Champions, which is uh, where uh, a race where they bring guys like uh, Sebastian Vettel and Ryan Hunter Ray and just like all the best drivers out out there. And they all race them together. Pato Award was like one of the fastest guys consistently down there. But as it turns out, last couple of weeks, it seems like less and less likely that he is going to be a full-time driver. And um, that's unfortunate. Uh, it seems like the funding's just not going to be there for them to run two cars. And naturally, because of the association Colton Herta has with the team, they're going to go with Colton over, over Pato for the, uh, for the full-season drive at that team. David, all the news that we hear, uh, you know, in all the articles online and social media with NASCAR, everything is negative. Now, IndyCar is going the opposite way. Uh, the ratings are up. There's more interest and everything like that. Do you 
foresee that continuing IndyCar continuing to grow this season and make gains on NASCAR's tails? Yes. I don't think we should look at one negative story out of 20 positive ones and say, well, that's definitely a downward trend. I mean, NASCAR themselves have actually had some positive stories this week where they've actually gotten the fans fairly excited talking about disqualifying cars that are illegal, something we've talked about on this show before. But at the same time, you still have the the 2019 package that everybody's very upset about and the ratings are still going down and the TV partners are cutting back on their involvement. That's kind of the opposite of what's going on in IndyCar racing. So, yes, this is a negative story, and I don't want to downplay the fact that the Indy Lights champion may not have a ride after they announced he would have a ride. But uh, but there were still 25 cars at Laguna Seca testing this weekend uh, for IndyCar. Uh, that's a, uh, a new track for what is now IndyCar, what used to be the Indy Racing League, and, and it's there's a lot of new new cars, new stars, new tracks uh, coming into IndyCar. The TV partner deal with NBC, uh, a lot of positive momentum over there, and and NASCAR generally doesn't have that right now. We'll have to see. I mean, the Daytona 500 ratings could level out, and that would probably be the best thing for them. But we've seen a, a serious downward trend with the Daytona 500 ratings. They dropped an entire point last year. So um, yeah, we'll we'll just have to see. But the the trends don't seem to match up. That, that it's going to change very much. What's your opinion on the IndyCar Gold Pass? Um, well, I think so. They're, they're doing a $50 introductory price to get practice qualifying uh, and race replays. Considering that they were going to put it behind a paywall anyway, uh, I think $50 is probably the right price. I think they said there was something going to be around the effect of 200 uh, hours of fully produced programming. Uh, and looking at the other kind of NBC gold deals they have out there, it's reasonably priced. Um, but at the same time, uh, if you're an international viewer, and obviously I don't think there's going to be many listening to the show, but it's one of the things that has grown IndyCar over the last couple of years has been having uh, the international audience who may be disillusioned with Formula One or whatever, and they've discovered IndyCar, and They've been able to watch it through YouTube. Obviously, I'm very familiar with that platform and, and the reach it has. And now a lot of those people are going to be blocked out from, from watching and being able to readily and easily pay attention to the series. And I think that um, is probably the biggest loss from the NBC Gold Pass. Not so much the, the people who can, you know, who can buy in, in in the United States. Now, certainly there will be some loss from, from folks who just don't want to pay for content that was free last year, but um, I don't think it's going to affect as much as, as maybe some people are worrying about in the in the United States itself. Very good. Uh, David, can you stick through uh, to the next segment? Sure thing. No problem. Excellent. We'll talk more with David Land after this on the Final Inspection Show. Final inspection. Let's check in with the host of the best motorsports channel on YouTube. Now, David Land on the Final Inspection Show. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Joining us, of course, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, and is David Land. And uh, switching gears to Formula One, this one, uh, I, I guess it's kind of surprised me, 
because I thought it was going to happen last year, and then they didn't do it, and then you kind of forget about it, and you're wondering, okay, now they did it. Now I should, guess I shouldn't be surprised, but the we I guess we have a new Formula One team in F1, but it's only by name only. Uh, Alfa Romeo takes over for Sauber. Are you kind of sad losing the Sauber name in F1? Uh, not really. I mean, it, it's really only been Sauber and name only for for years now. I mean, uh, Peter Sauber, the guy who started the team, really hasn't had a whole lot of involvement. Um, it's kind of been uh, other folks running the team. And certainly uh, Fiat, the company that owns both Ferrari and Alfa Romeo, uh, buying into the team uh, last year was definitely an indicator that, that they kind of wanted to turn it into this, the kind of secondary Ferrari team kind of like we, we see with Red Bull, with Toro Rosso, and then the Red Bull factory team themselves. Um, that's been a formula that's worked very well for a Red Bull, obviously, being able to move drivers up uh, and develop them in what is a very difficult environment to, to develop new drivers, which is Formula One. You know, you throw a young guy in there at 17, 18, 19 years old, and if, if they flounder in the first couple of years and they're driving for Red Bull, they, they'll be in trouble. So having that avenue for, for Ferrari, essentially, uh, to do that and also bring a name like Alfa Romeo back into Formula One, which really hasn't been there since the 80s, um, it, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. And new colors for the Haas F1 team. Yeah, uh, very reminiscent of the uh, Mario Andretti Lotuses from uh, 1978. Uh, the world champion car over there, um, the John Player special livery, but uh, this is a, a rich energy livery. Uh, it's it's uh, black and gold. It's like some energy drink company. Um, and as we know, we energy drink companies are, are fairly fickle unless they're named Red Bull. So we don't know how how long it'll be around or whether or not the check's going to bounce. But um, but at the moment, the, the car is black and gold, and um, and it's kind of there's some mixed feelings on it. Um, I, I'm not necessarily convinced. That, the black and gold livery translates to a modern F1 car. I don't know if it necessarily looks good or you can't really read the sponsors on it, but I suppose if they're paying for it, you know, and they want it to be unreadable, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I kind of agree with you on that. It, it's uh, the cars are, well, I guess that's what happens when you have a car designed by a computer and not by somebody who says, well, wow, this looks really nice and fast. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, they've gotten, you know, I, I'm kind of. I want to see the cars on the track before I make a judgment on the wings. I, I heard what you said about the wings being, you know, the new large wings in the back. So, you know, but I, I, I the multiple element front wings and all that. I just, I don't know, you know, and with the real skinny front, it's they kind of look bizarre, don't they? Yeah, they do. Well, you'll you'll be happy if this year they've reduced the amount of elements on the wings significantly this year. Uh, by rule, I think they can only have something like 10 elements versus like the 30 they have. Right, right. So, yeah. so they look a little more clean, but it, it, it's certainly not. Uh, they're, they're, let's just put it this way. They're not the 91 Lotus uh, or the 91 uh, Jordan in terms of looks. They're not very clean and they're not very swoopy. They're definitely, they definitely look like Lego cars more than they do, you know, right, you really know, I- sexy race cars and i liked you know when that uh with indycar a couple of years ago when they, when they kind of cleaned up the front of the cars well it's not only an aesthetic issue 
it, it's also a bit of a safety issue because these, you know, the, they would touch a wheel. Next thing you know, it's a festival of carbon fiber all over, you know, one corner of the track. And, and they were, you know, you had all the, the carbon fiber flying through the air and whatnot. You know, if they, if they went to, uh, even like the old biplane wing or something that they used to have, like you mentioned the Lotus 91 or that, I mean, yeah, things were a lot cleaner, but, the, uh, but by the nature of the design, you know, they're also, you know, they they didn't tend to break apart as easy, did they? Well, yeah, and and to another point, they're also cleaner aerodynamically. One of the reasons they've kind of gone to these bigger wings and these less complicated wings, and frankly, they should go further in that direction, in my opinion, but uh, they raced better when they, you know, in the 90s and, and sure. the 80s and, and when there were less, in the 70s, certainly, when, when there was less aerodynamic dependency on the car, less dirty air coming off the back of it, and less uh, downforce on the front to take away in the first place. So you, you know you could race a little bit better. Right. You know, and you know, it kind of uh, it's funny. Uh, you know, for for many years, the old ALMS and and now IMSA series. You know, I thought I thought about ten years ago or that when they had the the, the spider cars, the spider prototypes. Those were the I thought the ultimate looking car of the modern car. And now they've, you know, added the coupes. I understand why they made that move and everything. But it's funny. My wife was, we're watching the Rolex 24 and she's like, what is up with those, with the rear of the cars with the big fin? And I understand why they do it. It's for advertising and whatnot. But most of their cars didn't have any type of sponsorship on there. You know, if they could just kind of have that fin off the back of the, the engine cowl, follow the, you know, follow the cowl itself, maybe make Put, put a little movement in there, but having that big, huge blade, it, it aesthetically it looks ugly in my opinion. Oh, it's awful. And, you know, they added those probably, God, it's almost been 10 years already, but they added those probably around, whatever, 2011. And the idea was that uh, there was a lot of, you know, in the era that we just talked about with the Porsche RS Spider and the Audi R10, which were by, I completely agree with you, probably the best-looking prototypes ever, in my opinion. Um, when those cars would get sideways, a lot of times they would do blowovers. So they added those those fins down the side of them, hopefully uh, prevent, or at least add a lot of drag to prevent that. Now, since then, we've seen a lot of cars take off with sideward uh, spins and, and contact. So are they very effective? No, probably not. But unfortunately, the powers that be are convinced that they're a safety device. So until the powers that be change their minds, I don't think we're going to get rid of them anytime soon. And uh, of course, I, I watched uh, I watched your channel and uh, great channel for those fans. Make sure you su- subscribe to David Land on YouTube. But I, I, I got a I got a little bit of a complaint, minor complaint. You know, now that's done in your office, correct? Yes. Okay. My only request is to rotate the cars behind you. That's my only. I understand the Buddy Lazier deal. I know that. But just I like to see, you know, because you got a lot of stuff going on back there. But maybe rotate the stock a little bit. I'd like to see some of your other cars that you have in your collection. Okay. Well, I can do that. Uh, yeah, that's one of those things where, unfortunately, a lot of times the cars that are on the shelf are the ones that don't have boxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ones that, that are rare and, you know, you go, oh, 
you know, I got to buy this even though it doesn't have a box. But yeah, you know, that's a good idea. I'll I'll, ro- I'll rotate things every now and then. I'll try to keep it fresh. I, I do have some interesting things that I could could put back there that uh, may may uh, spark some discussion. <laughs> now I do have a question. Though you have one that would be on your left as you're facing the camera. It's a Newman Haas car. Is that a Cristiano Damata car? Uh, well, I've got two of them on the shelves. I sit in front of one of them. Uh, they're both from 1999. They're the Swift. Oh, okay. So I've got a Christian Fittipaldi. Okay. Uh, and then the one you probably have seen is uh, the Michael Andretti. That is Michael uh, from '99. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking it was a little bit later. So okay, very good. They never they never made a Damata. I'm so disappointed because um, because that car in particular, the Lola that he won the championship with, is so beautiful. But they never made it, so it's just not possible to buy. You know, I know a guy who does that. Well, I should say know him, but yeah, yeah, he's he's actually there's a guy in, in Indy that actually converts. He'll convert a diecast to whatever car you want. I'm sure it's quite pricey. Ooh. I'm not sure exactly, but I've seen some of his work. He does some. He's done some of the um, um, the Indy cars, like the Roadsters or some of the Eagles, and he's he's done some custom custom cars. It's pretty nice. So, but. On another, on an, so uh, what's coming up? Uh, what will we see on the David Land channel coming up? Well, obviously, this month is pretty NASCAR heavy, especially this coming week. Um, Going to get the uh, what I describe as a bandwagoner's guide uh, to the Daytona 500. And what that is is uh, kind of the, the classic thing that the TV networks, for some reason, neglect to do these days, which is just go through the field, show you what the car looks like, tell, tell you a little bit about each of the 42 competitors. Um and you can learn about the drivers and find out who's who's actually in in the freaking race, which seems to be something that's very difficult for for the people who cover NASCAR. Despite the fact that they you know have 20 hours of coverage, they don't ever get around to talking about the guys in the back of the field and even some of the guys in the front. So that's what I do um, for that. And, uh, that's that's usually a very popular video. A lot of people like that stuff. And then we'll just be uh, you know talking Daytona for this week. Um, and if anything breaks in the world of IndyCar or F1, we'll be talking about that as well. Excellent. Well, David, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show, and we'll look forward to chatting with you in the future. Absolutely. I can't wait. All right. That was David Land. from. Uh, make sure to check out his YouTube channel, David Land. That's L-A-N-D. And uh, when we come back, we'll be talking more racing on the Final Inspection Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 